sensitive to these sounds. Plant down and lotus in a tent to ground. Knowing if I fail to lift the veil, I'm hell bound. Journey through the fate of all the hate I found. Done laying out the layman's for these lames, big clowns. We can still throw down pound for pound. If you choose to drag my name through the mud with no bounds. Scars go deep, but the passion can shift. Trying to find a balance between anger and bliss. Searching for my purpose when success is a myth. I thought I knew the gist of the plot, but it came with a twist. Had it all mapped out, but none of the pieces fit. Abandonment issues got me doing the split. Realizing I didn't really need what I wish. Got sick of getting tricked into giving the devil a kiss. Welcome to the side of hell. They got me under a spell. And I got a story to tell as soon as I break out of this shell. Hi everyone and welcome to Portal to the Paranormal and you're watching Thriller Podcast. I thought you was going to join in with me there, Joe. We haven't practiced, have we? Can you tell? No, we haven't, no. (laughs) So we are co-hosting together and we have a very special guest this afternoon, don't we? We do indeed. Right, so we should bring him on. We'll give you a little tipple. He is an international acclaimed psychic medium. Uh, Should we call him the military medium, actually? Let's bring him on. (laughs) Mr. Dean McMurray. Hi. Hey, Sarah. Little Joel, how are you guys doing tonight? Good, how are you? Hey, we're doing fabulous. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. So great to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh, very perfect. Well, we're so excited, aren't we, little Joe? We are indeed. Looking forward to this one. So I'm from a military background, like family are uh, military. I was born in the military, pretty much. So it's quite nice. Yeah, pad brat through and through. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Well, perfect. Uh, so, Dean, first off, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's all right. And would you like to give us a little bit of an intro about yourself and what you do? Yeah. Um, just in a nutshell, you know, just a. Or not. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I disappeared. It's here. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> and uh, right after graduation, right after high school, um, went right into the military like so many other kids my age at the time were doing um, and went on to serve almost 15 years with the regular army. Um, And then right after that, I went, um, I went into the army national guard and in a full time capacity um, and then went on to serve another 10 years. And the whole time I was serving in the military, there was no, you know, I was not a big, I was not a believer in all things woo woo. I was not, uh, when we talk about spirits and all that, um, the paranormal, I was not, a, I was not in that school of thought. And it wasn't until I had my own experience, which we'll get to here in a minute, um, that when I had my own spiritual awakening that I was like, holy crap, like, what am I getting into and it was right before I retired. And so here I was in my last three years of military service, having this experience and going through this whole spiritual awakening. And um, yeah, it just took me on a completely different trajectory 
from what I believed that I was going to. I was going to work for the, uh, if you're familiar with the VA uh, in uh, the Veterans Administration here in, in uh, the U.S., I was going to work with them. Uh, that was my plan anyways when I retired. And um, But, you know, the universe spirit had a different, was like, no, I don't think you will. And uh, you need to do something a bit different. And I was like, um, I didn't, you know, I couldn't even see that. And so, but, um, so yeah, that's kind of who I am in a nutshell. Um, I always say, I always joke and say I'm nobody special, but I had like a, for me at the time, I had an earth shattering experience that put my life on a completely different trajectory from what I thought I was on. Right. And so that's kind of um, that aspect, but I still can consider myself a small town kid that um, instead of, uh, you know, continue on to, you know, service country that I retired and started helping other people and serving in a different way by talking to dead people. So, uh, <laughs> so I read, and I don't know if it's right that it was your grandmother that came forward and that's so, what started you on your journey. Is that right? Yeah, little Joe. So one of the things that's really fascinating is, you know, I was sharing earlier that here I was three years prior to retiring from the military. Um, I, at the time I had just returned, painted a little picture for everybody. And, uh, at the time our youngest, um, was just born, just a toddler or just a newborn. Um, I had a five-year-old uh, daughter at the time and, um, and my wife and the kids were all asleep. I was washing bottles one evening and my grandmother shows up and my grandmother now is you probably read little Joe was talking about that. She died back in the eighties. So, and I'm like, at the time I'm like, what the hell? Like, how do I know grandma's here? And I'm, I'm having this clear cognizant, this clear knowing moment, not knowing what I'm experiencing going, how do I know grandma's here? And how can this be? Right. And, tr and my, I call it my monkey mind. My, my logical way of thinking is trying to like, you know, how does this work? Like, how do I know grandma's here? And, oh my God, I must be going crazy. You know, am I having some type of PTSD? Am I, you know, and, um, but d there was a bigger part of me that knew that grandma was never was one to hurt me. She was always loving, supporting. And then quite honestly, I said to myself out loud, which I thought I was going crazy. I said, you know what? You know, grandma isn't here to hurt us. And then I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm talking to myself. And so I went to bed that evening knowing that my grandmother was there. And I was laying in bed kind of I started talking to her one way. And I think it's very natural for people that if they know in their bones or their, you know, in their soul that a loved one is with them, it's natural to want to reconnect with them. And quite honestly, I said, Hey grandma, you know, how you doing? I love you. Miss you. What have you been up to? And it was all one way. I was, I wasn't receiving anything at the time. And uh, my ego is my drunk friend <laughs> because we all have the drunk friend that goes to the bar, the pub, right? And has one too many and has all the great ideas that are 
you should not follow. And my ego said, you know what, Dean, this is all BS. Um, you're making it all up. If grandma was really here, she would prove it. And as soon as that thought left my head, it was like a snap of the fingers and the room turned absolutely frigid. And I was like, holy crap, like you got my attention, like what's going on? And then, of course, I'm trying to make um, sense of everything, like, is that, uh, does the wife have the window open? Is there a fan on? All those things, logic, right? Yeah. And so, again, ego says, you know what, Dean, if she is really here, she would touch you. And that way, then there is no type of, you know, it. you can really discern what, what's happening. You can, you know, something very visceral. And again, as soon as those thoughts left my head, it was immediate yet gentle and firm pressure that started at the top of my head and went all the way to my feet and literally pushed me into the bed. And it was like somebody laying on top of me. And I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, <laughs> um, I was like, what is going on? And of course, you know, it was like the six-year-old little boy in me came out and I was like, all right, grandma, love you. See you soon. Like, you got to leave. You're freaking the hell out of me. And as soon as I said that, like everything went away. There was no weight. There, the room turned back to normal temperature. And I'm sitting up completely out of breath, covered in sweat, going, what the holy bleep bleep just happened? And for any moms out there, I, you know, I don't think I've ever met somebody that has, you know, that's a mom um, that has ever slept deep, especially when their kiddos are very small. Right. And my wife, again, I was saying that we had a newborn in the home and my wife was sleeping like she has never slept in her life. She was out. And I'm like trying to wake her up like you need to wake up. No. She finally, she finally wakes up and she was like, what's going on? And I said, there's somebody here. And she's thinking, oh my God, somebody's breaking in. And I'm like, no, that would be, I can understand that. Like you can respond to something physical, but how do you conceptualize a spirit or, you know? And so I was like, no, there's like, a, there's a ghost or a spirit here, right? <laughs> And um, she was like, how do you know that? And I was like, right, I don't know. And I want to give everybody a little preference because I skipped this part was prior to this experience, we had a, a local psychic in our community come out to the home because I knew that or because leading up to this event, their clocks and pictures were coming off the wall. And it wasn't just like, hey, you did a poor job, Dean, of putting the nail up on the wall. <laughs> it was literally like poltergeist activity. Oh, and I was gosh. like, holy crap, like what's going on? So we had her come out and I thought she can just cleanse the home and it'll stop everything. And where she started connecting to my grandfather and she gave evidential information and everything, but I wasn't in the headspace of receiving that message. And I just wanted all the craziness to stop. Fast forward a little bit of time after that. That's when grandma came to visit. And I was like, holy shit. Like what, you know, what's going on? First, the poltergeist thing. Secondly, now grandma's like pushing me into the bed. And 
So I said, you know, after the conversation with the wife, I said, you need to have the voodoo chick because that's what I was calling her. <laughs> this chick. local psychic, the voodoo chick. She doesn't do voodoo, by the way. She's very nice. And uh, but I said, you need to get the voodoo chick out here. She, you know, this is some crazy shit. And because I consider myself a very atypical guy, very I come from, you know, uh, a very traditional upbringing, go to church on Sundays, you know, the traditional holidays, everything else, um, not a spiritual um, upbringing. I was more Lutheran faith based, I guess, or Protestant. Um, and so just very atypical, right? And, um, the other aspect is too, is that, you know, it was like, um, cause a lot of people ask, well, Dean did, you know, was there something within the home or, and it was like, no, things are, you know, we're fairly normal, but I do understand a lot of things were ending and a lot of things were beginning in my life. And I know that that was, you know, as you were alluding to the, the, what, you know, what was written about me was. Um, where basically grandma was saying, Dean, get your shit together because you need to start your journey as a medium. And I didn't know it right then because I went back to that voodoo chick and I said, we need to figure this shit out because now I got spirits. Like it started getting louder after grandma showed up and it was like all, all holy hell started breaking loose and spirits started like communicating with me. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> and, and for, you know, and for a typical guy, uh, again, I, I use that label because that's how I consider myself, uh, coming from a world of facts and figures from the military. If it's not in regulations or if you can't shoot it, eat it or drive it, it probably doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't exist. exist. Yeah. I can understand and, that. you know, so very tangible, right. And a, yeah. a logical world. And so I was really trying to grapple what all this meant. And then it really kind of was going up against like a lot of what I was raised as in a traditional Christian household. And I was like, okay, like, should I be going to these psychics or mediums? Should I, you know, like what's, you know, what's with all this crazy stuff? Is it, is it dark? Is it, and I don't know, it was something just, in my bones told me like it was a loving presence. Like I remember my grandmother always guiding me, but yet it was unrelenting. Like it was, you know, if you ever have a very uh, tough love, love one that's saying, damn it, I love you, but I'm going to kick your ass all the way from here <laughs> to whatever. Yeah, that's okay. kind of, that was my grandma at way of, you know, here, we're going to, you need to, because I know you're stubborn, Dean, you need to, I need to be on your butt to get you going. And once everything started in my development of trying to figure out why me, why now, um, it was, you know, it was like uh, the quickly un, unraveling of all this information and that voodoo chick, the, the, the local psychic that I referred to, she was like, Dean, you're a medium. And I said, you're full wow. of shit. <laughs> and I, that's what I said. I looked at her and said, you're full of shit. And she was like, you know, I might be, but she goes, yeah, it doesn't change what you are. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? Like, I get it, what it, the term means, you know, but 
what does that mean for Dean McMurray? That's what I was struggling with because at the time, Lisa Caputo was just coming on the scene, like, you know, television shows about that stuff. There wasn't a ton of it. You know, we had James Van Prague and John Edwards and, you know, guys that have been around for decades and, and other folks, but I would, and, you know, and there was other shows, but there wasn't a ton. And I was like, I get it, what it means for them, but yeah. what does it mean for me? And and then of course I made the joke. What am I be giving readings in my basement? And and I always say now that you know one of my spirit guides or you know and the angels are like, yeah, yeah, you will, and and you're going to be asked to go to to hospice units, and you're going to be asked to go to give readings on in Ubers and lifts and tour boats and wherever else people need you and, you know, and, and to give readings and whether that's, um, you know, picking up on spirit, uh, going into people's homes or, or public events or whatever that is. Um, it was, and so that's been good Lord. It's been almost 12 years. So it's been kind of mm -hmm. crazy. Um, because now my five-year-old is turning 17 wow. and, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, but, you know, I just go back to, I, I remember when I was trying to ignore in the beginning, like all this, you know, spirits coming to me and everything. I thought if I could just put my fingers in my ear and go, la, 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 it doesn't exist. They get louder, and, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then you get the creepy, like where I have my daughter at the time, it was so creepy is you have a five-year-old little girl come in your room at two o'clock in the morning going, daddy, there's a man in my room, you know, oh, and my. you know, it's like not only hearing it in that voice, but having your own child saying that there is a man in the room, like I'm flying out of bed and I'm thinking, you know, whose ass do I need to go kick? <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. but then you go in there and it's like, uh, there's nobody. And then it, and then you're like, Oh, that kind of visitor. Yeah. And it's like, then you're like, so what do you do? Like, then it brings up the other question, like, okay, you can respond to a physical threat or something physical, but now what? Yeah. And so, you know, and that was for me, I was like, but it was like, okay, Dean, if you're not going to listen to us, we know that your daughter is sensitive. We'll just go to her. Oh, and, and it's, so it's like, and that's why, because my yeah. daughter is so very gifted um, and it's kind of interesting. And what I found even more fascinating is when I kind of came out of the quote unquote metaphysical closet, as it were, and really embraced who I was, I was like, well, I, you know, I guess I'm uh, a medium. Right. And yeah. so in trying to figure out what that looked like or what that meant for me, um, going forward, it, it was interesting because when I came out to my, my family talking about my mom and my dad, my brothers and sisters, um, it was interesting that some of the, it, it almost gave them permission to share like, yeah, I've been hearing voices for, you know, long time, or, um, I, you know, I perceive, or I get premonitions or I get you know, about their intuition or what uh, other things and that they just don't talk about. And I was it wondering made if it was in your roots though, Dean, it could be, are you Irish descendant or Scottish? Cause uh, Scottish. Yeah. Do you think From the they, Murray cl clan, Murray. Yeah. Murray clan. 
Yeah. You think it could be something to do with your background as well? The, well, does it you know, descend from any grandmother or anything like that? Well, it it does. Um, and I'm not going to say it doesn't um, because I know that it does run in families. I've done enough readings on people. Um, there is a aunt that we know of um, that uh, on my father's side that was actually a, a reader, as you were, and she would read tea leaves. I thought it was interesting. My aunt brought it up. And, um, you know, when the when the family lineage, when they moved from Scotland to the States and then moved through the States and then through a few generations, they went into Canada. And that's actually where my father's from is while he was born, uh, you know, born in Canada. And um, so it's kind of interesting aspect of, um, you know, the family in Canada was talking about, oh, don't you remember aunt so-and-so that used to read tea leaves? And I, I thought it was so fascinating to me. And I was like, well, does the Scottish heritage, because I looked at that as well, um, Sure. I think in periods of time, um, there is more openness to people that are whatever you want to call them, seers, readers, prophets, whatever label you want to give those folks, whatever abilities they were using. Um, however, I also do believe that we all, every one of us, whether you believe it or not, have the ability when within us to do all of these things. So mediums, psychics, uh, healers, all of that. Um, it's just whether or not, um, you know, you choose to develop that aspect. And for some, it's just like me, I, you know, in a sense, I wasn't looking for it, but you know, uh, evidently the universe was like, you got three years, Dean, you got three years to get your collective shit together <laughs> because you're retiring. And we need you to serve not only veterans and their families and military, but we also need you to serve the rest of humanity in a way that only you can and to be part of the bigger picture. And, you know, and so in that I was like, and I didn't see that obviously at the time. No. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of times we're just like, why me? Why now? We're in this period yeah, of ourselves. Say. Yeah, Did you but, not have anything as a child or any traumatic experience? Because we've spoken to mediums before yeah. and sometimes it comes on through a traumatic experience. Or, sometimes it know. does, yeah. yeah. Nothing you know, like that? Well, not that I remember. Um, you know, when I, when I talked to my mom about being a medium, she had talked about, she said, oh, that makes tons of sense. And I was like, what do you mean it makes tons? Of, like all of a sudden bringing out a family secret or something. And she <laughs> said, well, you were always sensitive as a child. You had, you know, um, uh, these, you know, invisible friends or whatever when you were younger. And um, now I understand. I'm like, okay, I do, do know or understand now that there is a bigger part of that. But do I remember anything specific traumatic? No, because um, not that I remember. Now, um, when I, and some people also ask, have asked me over the years, Dean, is it maybe, do you believe that you maybe experienced something in the military that was a trigger, maybe later in life that was, you know, tripped this, you know, aspect of, you know, brought it out of you? And even though there were traumatic events or times within the military and on different deployments, 
Um, nothing that I would say that I was so latently, you know, did I deal with some latent PTSD and other things after um, deployment? Sure. But the thing that I would share is that it wasn't anything that I remember, um, like all of a sudden, like, oh my God, now the world has opened up. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I, and hearing everybody, so other mediums, other people, other sensitives, whatever label you want to use, it's inter. I love hearing people's what I call awakening stories yeah. because it they're so unique. Um, Sarah, they're so different. Everybody has, you know, you know, maybe they knew when they were two, two years old, because they're, when their grandmother died that, you know, she came and sat on the edge of the bed or saying to say goodbye or whatever. You hear so many great stories about, you know, trying to make sense of death and dying because they're struggling with grief. Um, and there's, and I just, I love hearing other people's stories because I'm like, that is letting other people know that they're not alone, that, yeah. you know, this happens to countless millions of people all over the earth. And everybody's like, oh no, I'm the only one. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, dude, there's like 8 billion people on this earth. Don't you think somebody else has, you know, something similar, but yet unique. And so to hear about it, it's like, wow, that is so beautiful and so interesting. And so, and that's what I, that's one of the things that I love hearing is, is people's experiences and like how they've navigated it and, and where they are today. Um, you know, but yeah, if that questions. makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I've got some questions from members of the public, if you don't mind if I read yeah. them out. No, um, absolutely. Jennifer, Jennifer Jacob says, um, I've been struggling to know, in inverted brackets, if I'm on the right path. Is there only one path? And do we know how and how and how do we know? So I'm assuming right. that she's asking, like, how how do you develop it? How right. how how do you right. know? Well, I mean, it would be wrong for anybody to say that there's only one path. I mean, we know that there are multiple, multiple uh, paths out there for us, right? Depending on what choice we choose to, uh, to, to take or not take or whatever, right? So, but to answer Jennifer's question, like, are you on the right path? I feel right now that you are, Jennifer. However, um, I feel that you're really bored. I feel that you want change at a, like a really deep soul level. And the other aspect is, is just because it's not, you know, we try to look for those things that are our equal exchange, right? So when like in, in say, I'll take, take a job. So yeah, we're getting money from doing work usually, but we want to know that we're making a difference. We want to know we get this, we get more than just a monetarily, you know, exchange. So sometimes when we volunteer or other things, we get, you know, an equal exchange back from it. And so one of the things that Jennifer, that I feel with that is that it's whatever you're dealing with right now, it's not an equal exchange. And it's something you got to find, find something that is a deeper connection or a better connection, if that makes sense. I'm putting it on my reading glasses oh, here as I read these as well. <laughs> Love it. 
getting back to the way you, you um develop your skills and that you yeah. how does spirit communicate with you and my husband's just put a message in here about we saw about archangels uh, do you feel what they want you to feel do they can you see it in your mind's eye dean how does it how so, does it how, work for you? how does it work um so yeah so a couple different ways so um you know, it's kind of interesting because as I develop my abilities, I've always kind of been a feeler, I guess, from first, you know, as I first developed it um, and more about meaning to perceive energies or emotions. Right. And but what I want to share is over the years, I always thought, God, you know, this is great, but wouldn't it be fun to be able to fine tune um, what I'm feeling or to be able to, if you think of radio channels, right. And to yeah. be able to really fine tune those frequencies so I could really understand what's going on more than I, that feels sad or that feels heavy or that feels light. Um, and so it's more about getting the hidden message within the vibration or the emotion of, and so that's where almost where, um, when I connect to these energies um, that I can start seeing images um, in my mind's eye, which is the 98% of the time, there's a few times where things will, you know, I've had instances where things are physically manifesting right in front of me or things like that. Um, but what I would share is the 98, 99% of the time, it's all in my mind's eye where I see it. Um, and then also I feel, Feel. I use a lot of my senses uh, as far as, you know, taste or smell um, or, you know, you know, everything is the clairsentient aspect and just being able to uh, fine tune of exactly what that message is. And then you were talking, um, Sarah, about archangels. It was yes. interesting that, you know, early on in my development, the the teacher that I was working with at the time, she, um, she worked with angels or archangels. And I just really kind of connected with it. Not that I come from a religious background and I kind of learned that there was, and through my own research, that there is a handful of archangels that were found in a lot of the world's religions. And I thought that was really fascinating, you know, Christianity, uh, you know, uh, Judaism, we're talking about um, uh, a lot of other ones as well. And I'm drawing a, a blank anyway. Sorry, my apologies. And um, but what I want to share is that just over the years, a lot of times when I have given readings, um, a lot of times I will listen to angels. And that's why I always tell people, hey, I'll connect to angels that are connecting to you. And they'll share information about you to me. And sometimes, you know, so maybe the position of like for you, Sarah, like Archangel Gabriel, the way that Gabriel kind of hangs around the top of your head and your shoulders. Right. So you typically <laughs> carry like, yeah, like yeah. you. So, so yeah. <laughs> Joe's like, hell yeah, not me. Like, <laughs> but, I wanna, so, but it's because I don't want you to start reading. And when I read that message out, I do apologize because I read it out. And I'm thinking, 
anyone who wants a private message, a message, a reading should message right. you on the military, what you call it. And then I thought, oh, I don't want you to think that you're here for that. <laughs> honestly, we just want to showcase right. all about you, honestly. Well, well, I know. But what I'm sharing is, is I'm just using it as an example. Okay. And so, but it was, so the relationship of the <laughs> angels energies, now, now she's paranoid, <laughs> but it's like, so if you think of the way that Archangel Gabriel's energy is with you and then, so, and, and then, so then I just listen and feel uh, Gabriel's energy and saying, okay, what is your message to me? What do you want me to share with Sarah? And, you know, it's more about your abilities, where you are, what's your connection with Gabriel? And because we know Gabriel is, you know, known as God's messenger, but works with people that are extremely intuitive, empathic, um, you know, very much the feeler, but also the communication. Obviously, hello, you guys got a podcast. That's a check mark, right? So the communication aspect, but more importantly, is the intuitive aspect. But it's the way that you carry the intuitive or empathic energy as well. And I would I would be safe to bet that you probably have more issues with the left side of your shoulder or left side of your body. Is that true? Yeah, that's your left shoulder. Yeah. No, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's it because Gabriel's energy is heavier on that side. And it's just the way that you carry it. And it doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that it's judgment. It's just that's what I'm observing. And it's like, okay, so it's more about empowering people about this is what I'm seeing. And so you can take it however you want. But as you go forward saying, huh, Dean said I carry this energy kind of like weird over here. Gabriel's like hanging off my left side. Like what the hell's going on with that? And but maybe you're more sensitive on that side. So if you get a lot of intuitive input and you feel it come in on your left side first, that could be something to be cognizant of. So if you're doing for you, maybe you're doing paranormal investigations. Maybe you want to be paying more attention to the left side of your body because maybe you perceive more intuitive input on that side of your body. Maybe not. But like for me, I sometimes if I'm taking sensations in, I have to listen to my entire body because sometimes I'll get what I call like little pings. I'll feel it like a pressure will yeah. start like, oh, what's going on here? Like, you know, did somebody die from, you know, an aneurysm, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah. um, so that's kind of how it works for me. Um, but so, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know you're all paranoid now, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never listened to somebody that's actually had angels do it dealing with angels to speak to for mediumship so that's actually really interesting for me um because i've spoken to many different mediums yeah. but archangels and stuff like that i've not i've heard well from the and there's darker side and mediumship sure. from the darker side but not from yeah. archangels which is quite well and it's interesting because um i also work with a friend and she was known as a angel communicator right so a, a different way of communicating just something different and I know that there's different people that have different takes on mediumship. So, you know, some some older school of thought, the very old traditional way, and it's more UK-based way of mediumship because that is like you think of the core of mediumship when I think about it. 
is saying Odin, if you're talking to angels, and that is mediumship. Um, you know, mediumship is where you connect to spirit and you're giving evidential information. And it's, that's just it. It's not, you're just delivering the messages and, you know, um, kind of more old school way of, in my, I guess, some Dean's language. Um, but it's more kind of Dean's take on mediumship because I don't believe that there is any one way to do something. I met so many talented mediums and psychics and, other folks out there that do so many things. Um, it's, it's very interesting um, to, to connect to, to all those folks, but you know, little Joe, you were talking about angels. It's, it's kind of interesting because the more I have journals uh, sitting behind me over on a bookshelf that, you know, where in the past and past years where I have sit and, and channeled information from, and I know if you look out, uh, if you Google it too, it'll come up with the articles that um, talking about um, the, it's called the code by Archangel Gabriel. And if you Google it, you'll find it, just put my name in it. And it's actually where Archangel Gabriel um, talks about this code and it talks about compassion, oppression, depression, and I think it's emotion. I believe I might have it wrong. It's been a while since I reviewed it, but it's all, but it was, you know, it, it kind of broke it down. It was very interesting and a, it was kind of a regional magazine in the area picked it up and um, they were more spiritual based. Um, and it was interesting that, so we kind of started communicating or channeling some of that, that information in the past. Um, but yeah, so angels are are interesting and they're they're fun to work with. Um, I've used I've also connected to angels doing some medical mediumship um, and some healing work. Um, so angels are really quite a unique um, entity to to um, to connect with. So and they're kind of they're they're kind of funky. So <laughs> my word, and they're kind of funky in a sense. It's a good thing, but it's just yeah, they're different. So I think that's what makes paranormal like, what it is, isn't it? Is everybody's got their own take on it. That's not one yeah. right or wrong way. Yeah, which I think I, is nice. I think that's what makes it unique too, because they're um, just when we think that we have it figured out, we don't. And there's so many layers to all this stuff. And, and the universe is so vast that, you know, somebody comes along with their big ego and goes, <laughs> I know yeah. everything. And I this, you know, nothing else exists outside this. Well, I can tell right away that that's wrong because for me, I understand that it is so vast that there's so many things we don't even know, let alone understand. And there are so many things people have experienced that so many people are either A, dismissing or B, just, you know, it's it's just clouded and so much stuff now. But um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right, little Joe is, you know, talking about, you know, there's so much out there. And I always say if somebody is like getting into all this, like start where your interest is. And whether it's mediums or not or whatever, and and just start, um, you know, exploring that and and see what, um, you know, what comes of it. So you know, start with your interests. Did you go for any sort of training to be a medium, or did you just work it out for yourself? Can you 
taste or uh, as they give you yeah. a feeling of smell or how do you know how many spirits are in the room with you? Do you have a number pop into your head or do you just sense them? So um, how I became a medium is um, I actually just bought a shirt. It said I'm a medium. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not with you guys. Um, That's no, a really old I, joke now. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> right. no, my underwear said medium on it. So there we go. No. Um, so honestly, early on, like when I was trying to figure everything out, now yeah. I was getting, it was interesting, Sarah, because it was like an answering machine literally was on my shoulder. And it was like going the old ones that would go beep, you know, like telling me I got a message. And I knew that it was like full like this, but I didn't know how to access it. And I was like, oh, you know, and I was totally up in my head. I was, you know, what I always refer to as the monkey mind because it was just absolutely chaos. And I was totally in my ego trying to figure out how do I retrieve this information that's up there? And so my wife said, you know what, I think you should take a course in mediumship. And around that time that she suggested that, it was like this answering machine just started spitting out all this information, like these people in spirit just started coming to me. And it was like drinking from a fire hose. And I was like, holy shit, like who <laughs> broke, you know, like, oh my God, now from nothing to everything. And then, mm. and then it would stop. And then I was like, I broke it. I pissed somebody off. What happened? And then it would start up again. And I was like, Ooh, I need to know how to control this. And if I'm going to continue doing this or just not go crazy. And so when I took a course in mediumship, that's the instructor. Um, my mentor, uh, you know, was, we, we did a lot of great exercises and everything else. And then after class, he was like, Dean, you know, what you really need to do is he said the biggest recommendation um, that I have for anybody. And I I give my students the same recommendation now. He said, you need to just do as many readings as you can. Go and practice. It's like anything, right? And so I was like, well, that makes sense. And he said, well, you know, honestly, he goes, I would do a whole, you know, take a year and go just do readings. And so I literally went nuts with it. I was still very much in the military. And so I was giving readings for free and it was kind of like my apprenticeship year. And, um, it was, I always joke. And I said, this was, this would be the next best Marvel comic <laughs> because I said, you know, it was, uh, Dean, the soldier by day, Dean, the medium <laughs> by night. You know? And, uh, so it was, it was kind of um, because literally I was juggling, um, you know, at work. I would I would go to work and I, you know, put on the uniform. I would go to work and I would throw the switch of like I didn't talk about spirituality. I kept it very hush hush, very top secret, right? And then I would get home and then all bets are off. So then I would have people start texting me or messaging me like, you don't know who I am, but um, you gave a reading to so-and-so and and they talked to so-and-so so word of mouth started spreading and i didn't know like who people were and whatever and i was like i didn't even have a website or cards or nothing and so it was just very old school like word of mouth and i was like i think i need a a scheduling book like an appointment book and so i went and bought one and quite honestly i 
the first thing I did because my daughter, like I was sharing, she was five at the time. And so she's, she is a dedicated dancer even today. And so first thing you put in all the dance recitals, all the family stuff, right? Hey, we got a barbecue with the Joneses or whatever, all that. And then of course work, you got a hello, the military commitment, like when are you working? And then all the little bitty cracks and crevices were, was when I could fill with readings. Like, hey, I have an hour on Saturday or I have after work on Thursday, I got four hours that I could do. And so, you know, it's it was kind of interesting that. So I kind of started there. And so it was just juggling all of this. And when I re finally retired or right before I finally retired, um, it was just very normal to you know, like my wife was on me, like, when are you going to start doing this for a business? And I said, you're crazy. I'm still doing it like this apprentice mode. Right. And I was still thinking of that. And she was like, um, you know, how are you going to, you know, I get it that you're retiring, but you know, if you're not, what are you going to do something besides the mediumship thing or what? Because she said, if you're not, then you need to turn it into a business. And I started thinking it and I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, the kids are still young. Hello, dad's still got to work. <laughs> and it's not, and it's, and to be quite honest, it, um, websites aren't free. Well, there are some free out there, but the, the level of service that I needed to provide to other people, um, there, there are costs associated with that. Yeah. And so I had to get beyond my own myself and say, now is the time to start charging for readings. Yeah. And so I started into the business of providing that service. And then, of yeah. course, it evolved from there. And um, so, yeah, that was kind of it. And, you know, kind of, of you know, of course, the evolution um, has changed greatly over the, the many years. But it's um, it's been a wild ride thus far. So, yeah. Can you switch it on and off? I mean, will you be shopping and then someone's next year and they've got their relative in your ear while you're picking out your apples and you're like, shh, I'm trying to do some shopping here. Is there any way you can just turn that light off and have a break? Well, I so yes and no. So I don't know how I did it, Sarah, but when I was in the military, I got really good about finding that switch, right? And because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be that guy, the quote unquote, that guy that is like, oh, my God, you know, McMurray is going off the deep end that he's retiring and now he's talking to spirits. And so I found a way for me to I don't think you can fully shut it off. I really don't. I think you can ignore it pretty well, but it doesn't go away. It doesn't mean that they disappear. So um, I got really good at shutting it down at work. So now when I go and I want to be just Dean or Dean, the dad, and if I'm out yeah. with my kids or my family, say, say we go out to dinner and, um, this actually happened, we were getting takeout or as you guys say, takeaway, right? So we were getting, and my wife said, why don't you run down and pick it up? And I was like, not a problem. And I had to wait at the bar to pick up the order. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, totally. There's a deceased gentleman that is following the bartender back and forth. And, um, 
and I was just watching. I was actually kind of entertained a bit. <laughs> and I was like, and I, so I'm kind of chatting with the dude in spirit just in my head. And, um, you know, and I was like, Hey, you know, um, you do know that I'm not going to like tap him on the shoulder and go, excuse me. Um, do you know, you know, like I'm a psychic medium. And, and I said, because, um, those are my boundaries. Number one, number two, I trust that you can do more than I can do. And if I'm supposed to deliver the message, I want you to put those wheels in motion where I deliver that. And I always, I always put that forward for the universe. So I will never walk forward, or, you know, like walking down in the supermarket and all of a sudden, you know, maybe there's a, uh, you know, a lady's deceased, you know, uh, spouse or whatever with her and going, excuse me, but you know, uh, you don't know me, but this is what I do, blah, blah, blah. I always go, Hey, you know, I always, first and foremost, I always acknowledge and recognize and validate spirit in my head going, I see you number, number one, number two, I, you know, I just kind of listen, but then I also go, Hey, if I'm really supposed to deliver your message, I'll do it but I need you to put the wheels in motion because I'm just not going to roll up to them and, and do that because, and here's why here's the, because, because I don't want somebody else to do that to me because my boundaries, the way that I was raised as just a person and as a medium and as an energy worker, I, I have very strong boundaries and I, I don't give anybody permission to just pre-read me. And right. so if spirit is making themselves like, I see that, like I can't look away from that. I'm saying, okay, like I re- I'm respecting that individual's boundaries and their personal space yeah. because they might be so deep in grief that yeah. they're like, I don't want Dean McMurray or anybody else to, you know, so they I'm going to trust that spirit is going to put those wheels in motion and saying, maybe it's not me that's supposed to deliver the message. Maybe it's somebody else. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's why I always put it back of saying, you know what? Um, If I'm the one that's supposed to deliver the message, then put those wheels in motion. Otherwise I, I recognize and validate you and you know, I see you. So. Does spirit try and influence um, the living or do you try not to get involved with that so, so give me some more definition with that what do so you mean? like say if a spirit comes through and was yeah. not happy with a certain decision in your life uh-huh. like so you had a bad boyfriend or uh, a bad <laughs> wife yeah yeah, would you, yeah would you would you relay that back to the living or would you just uh best not so it's kind of interesting you bring that up because I have never had a reading. I've never had a spirit, a true spirit that is meaning that has crossed over into what we consider heaven ever come forward. That is judgmental in that aspect. However, I have had countless upon countless people um, go, Hey, I wonder if dad um, is, uh, approves of my husband or, um, approves of, you know, so-and-so like talking about, 
you know, what they think of, you know, I got a divorce, you know, what, what, you know, so they're asking, they're, they're looking for validation or they're wondering, you know, if they approve or not approve or whatever. In fact, I gave a reading one time and this gentleman was at one of my public galleries and, um, and I said, and his dad came through and he was just a very, what I would call like a very salt of the earth type individual and just very old school way of thinking and um, where he would never pat his kids on the back, you know, just very hard on them. Um, But he looked at him and he said, he told his son that he approves and he loves him. And the, and what it turned out was, is this guy um, was gay. And he got Aww. married when, when gay, gay marriages finally became legal, he got married and he goes, and he was thinking, he goes, I wonder if dad would ever have approved um, of our marriage because he wouldn't have when he was, when he was living because that's he was, nice. he didn't believe in Aww, us. And, nice. and it was something that it, I think everybody was crying by it because it was just <laughs> something where he was. But I've never had spirit in a place. And the reason that I say that I've never had spirit come forward, like you think of heaven, because they're in a state of pure love. I get it. There's, you know, so I get it that there's some people, quite honestly, were an ass when they were living or very mean or very abusive. But if they're crossed over in the aspect, that was all of the physical body. Now, sometimes when they come back in, they will pick up those traits um, of, you know, their old selves, um, just so the people can validate saying, because if quite honestly, if somebody's grandpa was just a total asshole to them, quite on. And, and if they come, Oh, he's such a loving man. Be like, I don't know who that is. Cause that wasn't my (laughs) grandpa. And, you know, so, but the aspect of understand that our loved ones on the other side are emanating at a state of pure love. Because Aww. the you think of the um, the you know the the judgment or the actions are all of this physical body or this mind, and we're not of the same status when we're on the other side. Where you know revert back to the soul state or the soul energy, and so yeah. But um, so if that answers your question, thank you. Yeah, what absolutely. What do you think, Dean, happens to you when you die? I'd like to think, you know, do you think some of us do go to heaven? Do you think maybe we we, we are reborn into somebody else? Or do you think we just hang about? Yeah. So um, so here's what my Dean's belief, my Dean's yeah. two cents on the soul or, the, you know, when we pass the choices that we have is number one is we have the choice to... Um, either stay uh, earthbound, what they call it, um, or we have the choice to cross over. Uh, Now, some people, um, you know, like, well, Dean, what about heaven and hell? Like, do, you know, somebody was very, um, that, you know, did very evil actions or whatever the case is, you know, what happens to their soul? Are they very damned or whatever? And my true belief, is that, you know, hell and heaven are really what kind of this, our mind created environments, you know, what we believe it is. 
Um, however, what I, I do believe that and what I've experienced is that heaven is a state of pure love and uh, or unconditional love and high vibrating frequencies. And what we consider hell or is void of everything. And I couldn't think of a scarier place of like, not like, you know, because all of our fears come out there. So for a lot of people that feel that they aren't worthy to go to heaven or the divine or the beyond is then they're void of everything, void of light, void of other spirits, void of, you know, and it's just themselves for, you know, it's like, wow, isn't that scary? Um, You know, so that aspect of going, you know, and then also staying earthbound. So it's kind of interesting because I've done some, what I call soul retrievals, helping earthbound souls um, crossover. So if they pass during a traumatic event, you know, murders, different things, um, accidents, and they just don't know uh, that they've died or um, which happens a lot of times like uh, spouses or uh, grandparents or whatever, they just feel that they have unresolved issues. Like, I can't leave my family. Like, they need me. I can't leave. And then their body expires. And, you know, and they're like, I just got to stay. I got to stay. I have unfinished business. And it's like, you're going to be okay. And trying to connect and and bridge that gap, so to speak. Um, And even going into that void and trying to retrieve those souls and trying to you know, get them to be like, um, hey, you are worthy. And now I will say, now, not saying that there aren't anything, things that aren't dark out there. Yeah. Um, and when I mean by dark, use words like evil or whatever. Yeah. Now, there are very malevolent souls or energies, entities, whatever label you want to use. Yeah. But in my experience, it makes up a 1% rule. Um, when you take the whole scope of things, um, there is more light than there are is darkness, right? Um, but it, it would be naive of anybody to get in anything of metaphysical or paranormal to say that there isn't. Um, but I just do not focus 100% on that negative. And I really use the umbrella term of negative energies Yeah. Um, when it comes to things that are... You know, people be like, oh, my God, I saw a demon or I saw, you know, these different labels. And I'm like, why give it more energy? You know, so does it matter what it is? On them. Yeah. 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 What does it matter what it is? Does it, you know, is it a malevolent earthbound soul? I don't know if it really matters. And maybe how you deal with it. Yes. But in the, the grand scheme of things, you know, why not just okay, that's negative energy. Like that is bad juju. Like yeah. we want to make sure we're not connecting to that. We're protecting ourselves and others from that. And so, yeah, so we know that, you know, places and people get um, influence. You were talking about, Sarah, you were talking about influence. Because um, yeah. spirit, spirit does influence people. Like um, we had people like say, especially on their birthdays, right? Um, I've heard stories about people going, you know, I don't know why, but I just bought flowers today and I, I, you just popped in my head and like, I'm supposed, I guess I'm supposed to give you flowers and be like, oh my God, like, 
you know, today is mom's anniversary of her, you know, passing, or maybe it was, you know, their birthday today and they were so sad. So it's a beautiful type of, you know, like influence, like, Hey, you know, Hey, I want you to go give them flowers or a little gift or, you know, whatever. And then there can be the negative uh, influence too. Right. And so when we know that people are influenced by, you know, um, negative energies or entities, we know that Um, there's, you know, documented cases of possessions and different things and um, which can cause all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole, but yeah, but that's a whole new show, that one. Oh man, right? So right. That's an interesting but, um, one though. Yeah, yeah it sure, certainly is. But um, so yeah, but you know, answering your question, spirit can certainly on the on the positive and the negative aspect can influence others. Yeah. I know I, I wanted to answer if I may really quick because I oh. see Kelly uh, Green asked. I've never heard of a military medium before. Can um can you tell me more, please? Um okay. you know, she's heard of a clairvoyant and a full medium. Yeah. So so here's the deal on the on the military medium. It's really just a, a marketing label. <laughs> and because when I first started, I was like, Oh, I gotta call my, you know, when you get into the business aspect, you gotta have a business card or a website, yeah. and it's like okay, what kind of medium am I? So you start Googling and there's mental mediums and and physical mediums and the whole host. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of a, a mental medium. <laughs> and, and I think my wife would, would agree I'm a bit <laughs> mental. But uh, but I was like, well, I see a lot in my mind's eye. And and do I has there been some physical mediumship, a little bit phenomena? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's... So the thing is, is that there was a lot of different aspects. And I was like, how about just psychic medium? And so really, that's what I went by for many years. And then my wife had said to me, um, you should go by military medium because you're, you know, the majority of your adult life has been in the military. And not that you would be excluding anybody, but you're more talking about yourself. And just because of your background, right? And so about being, you know, uh, in the military. And so I was, you know, kind of resistant at first to accept that label. And then once I did, it was interesting because um, it it was really interesting because it really opened a a lot of doors with a lot of people, especially men, because the demographic in the clients that I typically see are women. Um, and not that that's a bad thing, um, but it's, it's interesting. And then when I did the military thing, more men started becoming open. It's like, Oh, must be military. You know, maybe it was more, maybe, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what, what the conveyance was, but I was like, well, I'm the same guy. It's just a little bit different. Um, and it's interesting too, because then you know, some producers started looking at the aspect of going, I really like the military thing. And um, so it's, it, it was interesting. I didn't do it because of entertainment value. It was more speaking. So to answer Kelly's question, it was more about speaking to who I am because it was merging my military back, background and my new you know, calling of being a medium. And I meshed them together about being, you know, the military medium. And so, you know, down the road, 
you know, the military medium book. I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody from Marvel is listening to the podcast and be like, we need to do a comic, (laughs) right? It's like. What do um, some of your old military guys, the guys that you (laughs) went with and everything, what do they all think now? Because they've obviously know now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. So when I kind of came out, um, right, that's a great question because I had a lot of, after, you know, a total of 24 years, um, I had a lot of, I had a great working relationship with a lot of higher um, ranking members um, in the unit, like officers and, and other folks. And it was interesting because when I got close to retirement, I just, I really didn't care anymore. <laughs> and I know that sounds bad, but I was like, what are they going to do? Make me retire, bend my dog tags. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I got, you know, I'm, like a week out or whatever it was. And so basically I just kind of came out and, um, you know, just kind of told everybody I didn't care. And I, at the end of the day, what's interesting is I had this perception in my mind that, um, that, you know, I would be like blacklisted or I would be put in a, some type of testing facility or something, you know, in the super secret (laughs) bowels of the earth. And, but, you know, people are people. And so regardless of what you do for a living, whether you protect your country, whether you're a police officer, firefighter, um, dig ditches, work in vehicle, it doesn't matter. People are people. And some people will be extremely intrigued. They'll want to know more. Other people will look at you and go, I'm going to pray for you. And other people will give you like, just, they will turn around. They will get up very quietly and they will walk away because they're like, this shit either freaks them out or they're just like, um, they don't believe in it and they just, they don't want to be any part. And so I had all of those reactions, uh, little Joe in the military had all of those. And because, you know, some people were devout religious that went against everything that they knew. And they were like, nope, not even going there. Don't want to have that conversation with you and be like, okay, I didn't, you know, I didn't push it on anybody. I just talking about my experience. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's, um, and it was like, I respect everybody wherever they are because I'm like, uh, it wasn't too long ago that, you know, I was calling the other psychic voodoo chick, you know, (laughs) because (laughs) I was having a hard time believing it, you know, and, well, hell, you know, even after I got into to doing mediumship um, and I was going to expos, um, there was a lot of people that would come out, as you guys probably know, to metaphysical expos and paranormal expos. And there was people that are very devout and, and love the um, galactic or alien aspect of of everything. And yeah. my mind at the time just couldn't quite go there. I it was just quite couldn't get all the way there. And I was, but I was very, I, you know, I would entertain conversations and being very nice, but it wasn't until I had my own experience that I was like, holy shit, like what's going on? And I was like, okay, I need to learn more. And I think that's true for a lot of people until they have their own experience um, is, you know, a lot of times there's that questionable aspect. And I think a healthy dose of, of being, um, skeptic, um, yeah. is, is healthy. 
we it love spectacle everything. on our ghost hunting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, well, and there's a big there's a big dividing line between a cynic and a skeptic, right? Yes. And yeah. at least skeptics are looking at things and they're questioning things, but they're bunking. still open. Yeah. And so, you know, cynics are just completely closed down. And wherever somebody is, I mean, I, I, I'm like, you know, because I've had both at some of my events and I'm like, you know what, that's okay, but just don't ruin it for anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, if, if, if this isn't your cup of tea, that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's Sweet like, channel. so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And coming so, from a military background as well, it means it's drummed into you to be strong minded and, mm -hmm. you know, to have the strength. So for you to come out and find your spiritual side as well, I think it really does benefit you know, people, because there's a lot of whack jobs out there, aren't isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> and then when you think well, military, you think, well, this guy, he's he is he is solid. So, right. you know, it must be. Right. It, it, well, it does. The, does the term I have found, I, I have gotten the feedback that people say the I love the label with the way that you wear it because it gives you an air of credibility and yes. authenticity and but it has to be combined with you and the label yeah. and i said well let i said explain that a little bit more and saying well anybody can own the label like you know you talk about the military medium or whatever but like you said sarah there are in every industry there are whack jobs like there's yeah. always somebody unfortunately in this world in every 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 industry out there that even candle makers that mm -hmm. you know like will try to take advantage, unfortunately, of somebody. And so to find somebody that is ethical, that yeah. is doing, you got to do your research. So yeah. just, you know, if you need to take your car to the shop, like, do you just take it willy nilly to somebody or do you reach out to your friends and go, Hey, uh, I need some car, you know, work done on my car. Um, where, where, where would you guys recommend? Yeah. And this is where I'm living and everything else. And people will say, had great uh, opportunity here. So ask. And mm -hmm. then also um, technology is a friend now, but take it with a grain of salt because things can be manipulated, all that great stuff. But do your research. Yeah. You know, is is the individual credible? Are there, is there multiple sources, um, you know, on the individual? Are they, you know, so... Um, you know, go and do your research. And I, but what I would always say, and I'm always a big uh, proponent of this first and foremost, always trust your intuition, trust, trust, trust your, your, your gut or your heart. And then, you know, and ask for references from your friends, like, Hey, who would you get, you know, if we're talking about mediums, you know, like, Hey, I'm looking for a medium, you know, who would you guys recommend? If it's somebody in person, then say, you know, your city, your, your, wherever you live, your country, whatever. And, um, because I guarantee you there's somebody in that area or, Hey, I, you know, say exactly what you're looking for. And so do your homework. Um, but, but I think skeptic or, uh, being skeptical is okay. I think it's healthy. Um, and I, especially like if we're doing paranormal investigations, I think when we're doing, because I, I think, uh, it brings us to an aspect that it, it helps us look at things from a different angle. It's because it, they do try and debunk stuff rather yeah. than when it's some, everybody in the group believes and they're like, Oh my God, that's paranormal. 
Right. It actually, right. no, that's a tap dripping. Right. Windows <laughs> open. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and I get so many people reaching out to me too with, um, and I, and I love it that people reach out with like orb photos and different things. And so when I, and I, you know, and I look into or look at the photos and I, um, and I also feel into them. Um, and if I feel something's up or whatever, then I usually do more like uh, more of a reading into it. Um, but I always feel bad. Like, when I'm not, I think this is, you know, I think what you got is dust, but I'm <laughs> yeah. also a proponent of saying like, Hey, there are legit like orb photos or spirit manifestations. And so, you know, it's, I, I think it's good to look deeper and to really get answers because the world is just a marvelous, marvelous place. And I, it's just fascinating. So. So, Dean, I know time's clicking on. And I would like to squeeze in one more question. Or yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the police force, they use that. Well, I, I've heard that they can use psychic mediums to help solve yeah. cases. And sometimes yeah. I think to myself, you know, maybe the best detectives have a certain aspect or a certain element of right. psychicism in them. Have you ever had the opportunity or would you like, because with being in the military as well, yeah. you know, would have thought that maybe you'd want to go into police force or somewhere into something like that right you know, it would be an obvious choice yeah would you like to work and do something like that yeah i think it would be fun um i have never worked directly with um you know i have never worked directly with like the fbi or any other type of um law enforcement now i did for a time uh volunteer with a nonprofit. Um, organization called Find Me, and they work with mediums and other viewers, um, remote viewers, all kinds of energy folks um, worldwide. And they work um, missing person and homicide cases from all over. So from we worked one in Japan, we worked one, you know, so even in Georgia and so all over. And and you're submitting reports and it goes, it gets uploaded to uh, whatever police organization that handling, but we never communicate directly. Um, and I have also worked with families, um, different things. And so I, what, what I believe, or do I believe that it would really accentuate a, a police officer or investigating, you know, like a detectives, um, uh, casework if they could tap into their abilities yeah. or have some absolutely I think it would be great um, and I think probably some of the better ones probably do um, honestly I just haven't had the opportunity yet to directly work with them um, and it's interesting because a lot of times um, now I know there are some psychics out there and other mediums and other folks that have worked directly with the FBI. They have worked with other detectives and everything else, but it depends on the area that you live in. And I think um, there's a lot of other factors, like how far out on the limb do they want to go? Like, Oh my God, you're, you're working with a, a psychic or it maybe they keep under wraps. I don't know. Um, so it's interesting, but, um, but to answer your question, Sarah, no, I haven't, but yes, I think it would be, um, very fascinating. And every time that I do any missing case, uh, missing person cases 
or any homicide cases that I work on. I do it all pro bono. I don't charge for any of that. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. And I know that, you know, so um, there's a lot of emotions when it's also connected yeah. to that stuff. But, um, you know, getting answers to the family and so they can move on in a sense is um, is what, you know, the name of the game. And so however they can do that. So it would make great TV as well. Well, so sure and I guess yeah, I guess there would be. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Definitely. Yeah. But the but but of course I go back to the ultimate goal would be to bring answers to the better so because they don't know are yeah. they alive are they dead is it can we have a funeral can we have you know so there's everything's up in the air yeah um, and you know and so they can finally grieve one one last time and then well you know the grieving never stops but what I'm sharing is that they can move on in a sense with their lives and. They and bring that healing. What so, what's yeah. that? They can work out what they've got to do from there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yes, for sure. So, always, always a challenge, for sure. Have you got one last question, Joe? Do you want to squeeze one in? I can't think of any because <laughs> I've asked them as I've gone along. <laughs> oh, uh, what's next on the list for you, then, Dean? Well, the next on the list, actually, I'm really excited, Sarah, because um, I have just kicked off, and you guys may have seen this on social media, um, is what I'm calling the Red, White, and You Tour, and Ooh. where I'm giving, um, and now it's a virtual tour, it's not in person, but where I'll be visiting a, a state, um, all 50 states, and where I'll be giving re one reading per state as part of this virtual tour. And basically where it'll, it, the, the first episode premieres on March 21st, and then, um, then we'll be kicking episodes out after that. And then after we get um, all the all 50 states, then what we'll do is um, we'll start looking going international. So whether um, different countries around, you know, hitting the UK and different yeah. things. We'll have to so I'll be come I'll, over here, though. Hey, I am all about it. So if you guys want to do a joint investigation, we do oh, yes. like an event. We I would well love that. I would love to film that in person. So maybe episode one of the international uh, tour. So that would be so fun. We could, we could take you to the Victoria Country Park where uh, Florence Nightingale had the big hospital. We've got a military um, oh, uh, I would cemetery love it. there. Oh, yeah. I would love it. An amazing I would love it. Place. We'll, have to, we'll have to chat about this much more oh, yes, in detail definitely. down the road. But, but yeah, so that's kicking off. I'm really excited about that. And I only got a handful of states yet to um, let – left to fill. So if you're into anybody listening, that's interested in that head over to Facebook or Instagram and the list of stay. I'm always put because as soon as I post it, like one or two people will reach out and I fill a couple States. And then, so it's been really fun to do that and connect to other people. And I've already, um, um, had a bunch of folks reach out. So that's great. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then we just got some more local stuff in my area here in the Midwest. And uh, so we're just plugging away. We're hoping we're praying for a, a early, uh, early summer. And because uh, we're up to our eyeballs and snow here in the oh, Midwest. Oh. And um, so, yeah, but it is, you know, I choose to live here. So what, you know, <laughs> what do I say? You know, like I can move. So. <laughs> 
Are, are you okay? Can you just plug where they can people can find you, people watching? Yeah. So if you want to connect with me, you can obviously over on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever, um, at the Military Medium, or you can go out to my website, themilitarymedium.com, and you can check that out there. And then, uh, yeah, you can just send me a message, email at dean at deanmcmurray.com. And like I said, all that tour stuff is all out there on social media. So you can check out what's what the latest and greatest updates are and, and everything else. And of course, this episode will be I'll share it over on my page, um, everything else. So, yeah, we'll have it all posted. Thank you, thank you so much, Dean. Well, thank you, guys. Thank it you was really much. fun being on. And I just want to thank all your great folks that uh, have been uh, making all the great comments and questions. I just want to thank them as well. Thank you ever so much. Thank, thank you. you for having us. We've had a brilliant time. Yeah, and uh, guys, awesome. if you got anyone watching wants to plan a ghost hunt, look at www.portalstotheparanormal.co.uk uk and take a look at our events and thank you so much dean you've been amazing and we really appreciate Aww. it thank you so much guys take care thank you bye, bye, -bye. Now. thank you <laughs> bye joe <laughs>